0: all right here we are here we are again all right we are back okay We are back. Here to bring you more stuff about Ukraine. Okay. And we're going to start off with this simp. Yes, a simp from the UK. Here we go. Here we go. British man leaves long-term girlfriend for Ukrainian refugee he just met. Yep, Simp. Simp vibes all over it. All's fair in livid and war. A British man in a relationship for 10 years ran off with a Ukrainian refugee who had been living in their home for just 10 days. Tony Garnett, a 29-year-old security guard and father of two, said it was love at first sight after he met Sophia Hakadim, twenty-two. As soon as I saw him, I fancied him. Hakadim told the son, "It's been very quick, but this is our love story. I know people will think badly for me, but it happens." I could see how unhappy Tony was. Yep, 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 yep. Female, yep. Female, Jezebel nature. Hakadim, a native of Eastern Ukrainian city of Lviv came to live with Garnett and his long-term girlfriend, Lorna, in early May after Garnett met Karkidem on Facebook. We're sorry for the pain we've caused, but I've discovered a connection with Sophia like I've never had before. You just met her for 10 days, bro, Garnett told Tabloid. We're planning the rest of our life together. The relation began falling apart after the moment Cardiff came to stay, and Luna began to get very jealous of Garnett the atmosphere was getting really bad and Sophia told me she didn't know whether she could continue to live under the same circumstances under these circumstances you don't even know this woman this is why I'm kind of like against with you know men wanting to you know um, go over to other countries like you know countries especially the ones that are war torn or third world and try to pick up chicks And think they love you. And you only met them for a short period of time. Or those mail order brides. They're looking for help bro. She's looking for help. She comes from a war torn country. That's that's pro Nazi. Eventually Lorna told her. Wayward man. That he would have to make a choice. And he did. We both packed our bags. And moved into my mom's and dad's home together. Garnett said adding the new happy couple had already begun apartment hunting. A person close to Lorna said she was devastated by the developments the Sun reported. Yeah. Dude, you got two kids. Two kids. Okay. And you you just basically just simped for a woman that you know, doesn't even know you, okay. And there's been bad horror stories of people who took in refu- uh, Ukrainian refugees, okay. I mean, I did a story yesterday about uh, one a person that took in uh, Ukrainian refugees in Germany, and they burnt down our house. They burn her house down okay so I'm wondering what's gonna happen when she decides to do something to you or you say something about Russia or you may like Russia in a way now what okay She did, and she's only with you to escape the war. What if someone better comes along? Now what? What are you going to do then? Okay. What are you going to do then? That's what I wonder. She is pretty. Okay. But she has ulterior motives. She just met you for 10 days, bro. 10 days. And whatever happens, you're going to have to deal with it. All right. Sophia, who works as an IT manager, flew into Manchester on May 4th for, for, after waiting for weeks in Berlin for her UK visa to be approved. Tony said he and Sophia quickly developed a connection. And while his six-year-old and three-year-old daughters also took a liking to her, her partner of 10 years did not 10 years 10 years tony who speaks slovakian and will talk with his future lover while she spoke ukrainian as the two languages are mutually intelligible however this left lorna not understanding what they were talking about wow the disrespect we're getting on brilliantly, but at the time it was not. But at that time, it was not more than that. Although I see why Lorna started to feel jealous and resentful of her. Tony said. As the days passed, Sophia would join Tony at the gym. And they would talk in his car, while at home, and they grew physically closer. At home, I realized we were finding excuses to touch and brush against each other. It was very flirtatious, but nothing more than what happened at the stage. At that stage, he said although it was fairly innocent it was causing arguments i can understand that when i got in at night sophia would be the one who had tried to make me a meal to try to make me a meal <clears throat> as the pair got closer and closer lorna became very jealous tony says and began questioning why sophia was following him around all the time man she's setting you up she is setting you up basically okay and once she gets married she could just divorce you and go with somebody else now what you just broke up your family with the mother of your kids of 10 years 10 years down the drain bro. how does that help you in any way shape or form okay I just want I'm just wondering I'm just wondering right now how does that help let's keep going The atmosphere was getting really bad for Sophia and told me that she didn't know whether she'd continue living, blah, blah, blah. Read that already. Let's read something else. The parents then packed their bags and moved in with Tony's mom and dad, although they were looking at properties to move into. After their relationship of 10 years ended in the space of just 10 days, Tony says he feels bad and that Lorna is not to blame. I'm so sorry for what Lorna's going through. It was not her fault. And it was not about anything she did wrong. We never set out to do this. It, was, it wasn't was planned. We didn't mean to hurt anyone. Yeah, though, man, those kids. Those kids are going to feel it. This is the woman you want, bro? She's already po- uh, posting pictures on Instagram. Bro, she's looking for a replacement. She's already looking for a replacement. She's already going to have suitors ready on standby to take your spot. Sure, already got suitors ready to take your spot, man. Simping every day, B. Simping every day. That's how it's going down. That is how it's going down. All right. On to the next, man. On to the next. Here we go. More stuff about Ukraine. All right. Okay. A quick peek here. Uh one minute, one minute. Okay, not much. Okay, let's get into it. So, here we go. So we're going to talk about these uh, wonderful, good old-fashioned, you know, that good old club, that good old gang that the United States government is funding, as well as Canada, as well as possibly Britain. Talk about the Nazis. In recent months, the United States has been increasingly pumping Ukraine with various types of weapons in order to acute phase of the conflict to last as long as possible. As they say to the last Ukrainian, but this is far from the only and if viewed form of strategic position, not the most important article of American exports. Washington has been nurturing Nazi movements in Ukraine for many years and regularly supplying homegrown nationalist socialists to create a new right in the center of Europe. It may be hard to believe the, believe right away, but in a country of Black Lives Matter and aggressive tolerance, the Nazis feel quite comfortable. For example, organizations such as the American Front and the National Socialist Movement, NSM, also known as the Nazi Party of America, American Nazi Party, have been operating in the United States for more than a decade. The American Nazis do not particularly hide their views and activities. They actually share photos, videos, educational literature, And also collect donations from like-minded people. At first glance, we can call the NSM as marginally marginal grouping, which few people pay attention to. They have no accounts in major American social networks such as Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, which is not typical of an organization that seeks to spread its ideology to the masses. However, the party has its own channel in Telegram which involuntarily suggests the interest of Americans' nationalists in the Slavic audience. And that's where the fun begins. The channel itself is not of particular interest, but it has a private chat in which radicals from all over the world, including the from Ukraine, actively respond. It can be noticed that there are a lot of Ukrainian citizens in the chat list. In addition, many participants, including Americans, openly report their participation in hostilities on the side of Ukrainian nationalists. I want to emphasize that it is the nationalists, not the APU. In particular, we are talking about Azov in the right sector. The chat even supports the regiment's recruiting campaign. In general, the attitude of this Nazi international to the conflict in Ukraine quite eloquently reflects the survey conducted by the administrator of the Derek Von Doom channel. Derek Von Doom sounds like a Marvel supervillain. Sounds like Dr. Doom. It is quite obvious that mo- among the radicals, the Kiev government enjoys neither respect nor support. Accusations of anti Semitic nature are being made against the Zelensky at all. On the contrary, the Nazis see in Ukraine the very new Reich, the core of which should be Azov, the Fuhrer, apparently, should be a Blitsky. The idea is expressed by some of the most active chat participants. Okay. It was not by chance that I brought this particular message. Its author is someone Boneface. Perhaps this is the this is one of the key figures of the Nazi landing of the USA in Ukraine. And not only at the moment under the name Boneface is hiding a US citizen, hereditary neo-fascist Kent McLennan, and is now in Mirapol as part of the Azov. But about everything in order but about everything in order. Scary stuff, man. Scary stuff. That's all I have to say. Scary stuff. Kent Ryan McClennan was born on April 22nd, 1990 in St. Cloud, Florida, in the family of American neo-fascist Ken McLennan, the leader of the rock band Brutal Attack. Under the influence of his father, he joined the right-wing radical ideology ideology, while still a high school student. And in high school, he already became a member of the racist organization, the American Front. He was first arrested at the age of 18 in September 2008 for putting racist graffiti on a church and restaurant in Crescent City. In 2010, he served time for vandalism and beating immigrants. In May 2012, the FBI already detained McLennan and his accomplices from the American Front for prepping a terrorist attack against national minorities in Florida. From that moment on, Kent's life began to change seriously, and he began to gradually turn into the very bone face. Firstly, like most, like most like-minded people, he began to cover his face and body with tattoos with Nazi and Aryan symbols. And secondly, the young and promising young man apparently was noticed by the special services and assigned him an important role in the power element of the coup in Ukraine in 2014. So we can say from the prison bench, Maclean was went straight to the maiden. Most sources indicate he joined the ranks of the Ukrainian Volunteer Corps of the Right Sector, uh, Duke RS, in 2014 as a member of Boneface, he was directly involved in power actions and engaged in recruiting volunteers in the United States and other countries. Then he joined the punitive operation in the Dumbass in the ranks of Azov. However, McClendon's activity in organizing his organizing the forceful seizure of power in Kiev began back in 2013 as the leader of the mercenary group, the misanthropic Division. They organized a network of parliamentary fascist groups using darknet resources like Iron March. By the way, it was in December 2013 that McLean started a Twitter account, a popular tool for coordinating the revolutionaries at the time. What is he doing with a Twitter account? Why wasn't the FBI known about this? Could the FBI be in it on it? Who knows? After returning to the USA in 2015, Boneface again went on to a correctional institution in search of criminals who want to go to war in the Donbass. It's crazy, man. What can I say? An e- an evil version of Solid Snake. That's what I'm seeing here. That's what I could see. I don't know if any of you played the uh, Konami game uh, Metal Gear Solid. That's what I see here. I see that. Let's keep going. Moreover, Kent was given, and m- given as much as four years for the recruitment campaign. Allegedly for drug trafficking, and apparently for exemplary behavior, he was allowed to use the internet, because in August 2016, on the same Iron March, McLean wrote that he continued his cooperation with the Duke RS on the recruitment of foreigners. Most likely, Boneface completed the task assigned to it to prepare a group of neo-Nazis by the autumn of 2021. Shortly before that, in July 2021, the FBI once again sent him to jail, but this time, apparently, for a the final briefing about this changed almost beyond rec- about this changed almost beyond recognition. McLean reported in a telegram and said that he intended to go to Ukraine. That he would shoot at the Novosarians That's what he said. Boneface. The Feds hit us pretty bad in July. I ended up taking one spot. From what I understand, there are still active CIS in UFEF. So until everything is out in the public, I advise everyone to stay local and not to spill into each other's areas to contain whatever may be impending disaster. No one listened, so I'm off to make like the SSS and shoot some Novoros. According to my sources in the SBU, a group of American mercenaries arrived in Ukraine in November of 2021 and returned to the United States in December to recruit additional forces. And already in January 2022, foreign neo-fascists finally joined the ranks of Azov. Apparently, they were supposed to participate in the offensive on Donbass, which was planned in late February, early March. Didn't work out. So at the moment, Kent Boneface McLennan is probably fighting somewhere in the vastness of Ukraine, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube, as well as of course in Telegram. Despite this, the neo-fascist is actively working on information in five social networks. He really admits that his YouTube channel is run by his friends from Azov. Telling none of the social networks is in a hurry to block pages <clears throat> with openly nationalistic and provocative content, demonstration of prohibited attributes, symbols, and inciting incitement of hostility. The main thesis that mcclennan constantly repeats. In all of his correspondence, is that Azov is not fighting for Zelensky, nor for NATO, nor for the EU. According to him, Azov is not much, of not is not so much a regiment as the idea of neo-Nazi revival of Ukraine. It should be said that the things are not going well for the AFU mercenaries. If, in his messages, McLennan writes about the lack of water, ammunition, and the betrayal of the Ukrainian command and Zelensky personally. And recently, he received a slight facial injury. My contacts in Ukraine strongly recommend that every effort be made to capture Kent MacLennan. It will be extremely difficult since his entourage and he himself most likely will not let them be taken alive. However, if successful, it can become an important source of information and living evidence of the export of American nationalism to Ukraine. And I will continue to closely follow the adventures of the brave Nazi bone face. This is very interesting. Hold on a minute right here. Hold on a minute. Share screen... Here we are. Dude, face look like a whole. dude's face look like a whole demon. There we go. Turn the music up. that one second one second here Look at this a large here we go Be plenty lovely Boneface here, not much of a, not really quite used to doing the webcam thing, but you know, it's worth worth a shot, you know, so I'd like to apologize ahead of time for any sort of inaccuracies or anything to make. And that's Boneface. That is who he is. You know what's interesting, though? You know what's very interesting about this? (laughs) <laughs> this is what's interesting. The media, the message to the media from Maripol City Council, please do not distribute videos, video materials shot by Russian propagandists, which depict Ukrainian heroic defenders of Maripol who left the territory of Azvestol. Oh man. It's crazy, man. It, it, it's it is crazy. They're really trying to hide the truth. They're trying to hide that Azov is losing. And getting their butts handed to them. They're being disgraced. They're not winning. All right. They are losing. All right. They're not going to win. And I'm happy they're not. But who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Because there's still a lot of things that Joe Biden is doing. Because he's helping them out to uh, to have this war keep going and have the rest of America, the rest of America, and other nations starving. Okay, that's the thing. And sad that you know the Western media is blocking information saying about the Ukrainians being actual Nazis, the Ukrainian the Ukrainian military. Okay. Oh no, they're not Nazis yet, you know, when they get when the Russian military strips down these Ukrainian Azov battalion soldiers, they got Aryan Nation Nazi tattoos, some of Adolf Hitler. But what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Let me know in the comments section. Let me know in the comment section. What do you think about Azov Battalion? Is the proof enough to prove that we have, you know, that Azov Battalion is Nazis? or Are you really one of the blind that still think they're not? Let me know in the comment section. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Later.